Hello, everyone, and welcome to the A2 Life Podcast with James Oney, the Minister of Education and Discipleship at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. I'm your host, Chase Falk, and our desire through this podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the Great Commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in Acts chapter 2. Chantel. Hey, Chase. Started with the best this time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well today. Uh, it's good to hear, James. Hey. And to you now. Man, I am well. You're well. Yes. You know, I asked your son this question yeah. the other day on a podcast, and I want to hear your answers. Okay. I asked him to describe in one word what it was like to live in the Oni household. Crazy. Yeah, I was about to say crazy. Hey, that is the exact same thing. The exact same thing that Caleb shared with me. Uh, the word was crazy, living yeah. in the Oni household. Yeah. And he did share with me, though, that his tag team partner for a wrestling match was Timothy. Oh, Timothy yeah. Tim, 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 Timothy can hold his own. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he might be one and a half going on two in a couple yeah. weeks. But he'll hold his own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. It was so funny asking those questions and hearing Caleb uh, talk about that. But we are on the A2 Life podcast today, right. yes, talking it. in a conversation on the terminology and thought of this word reach as mm-hmm. we are going along with our Ridgecrest Academy of Discipleship and that study that's in the middle of where we are right now as a church mm-hmm. and focusing on our mission, the portion of our mission that we call Reach. And today's our second episode in this new yep. season. And mm-hmm. so I look forward to today's conversation. If you're a listener watching today and you missed episode one, go back and check it out as we kind of defined what it means to reach. And we began with it starting with us. Yes, That was a big conversation. Mm-hmm. It starts with us. Before we can go out to reach out, it starts with you mm-hmm. and I. And so, James, get us going today on this second episode. Yes, um, man. You know, when you're looking into uh, Matthew 13, the, the uh, parable of the soils, and you see some fell on stony ground, rocky ground, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the thorns choked them up and everything. But it said something about the good ground. Right. Mm-hmm. And the question is, um, matter of fact, I got this question because I was reading this book called Disruptive Witness by Alan Nobles. This is a good book. Um, it basically is talking about how distracted we are, um, not only uh, as believers, but just distracted, uh, how distracted the world is. And how hard it is for us to reach right. because of the distraction. And so um, now uh, in the middle part of this book, it's a little dull, but, you know, it gets <laughs> it gets to the point. Uh, uh, I think the latter part is really good. But um, but he asked a question. He says he said this. and I'm going to read a little portion of it. He says, but uh, have you ever thought about this good soil? He says, how did it become good? How did this soil become good? And he goes down and he says, unlike the gentle act of sowing seeds, a plow's work is violent. It's disruptive and exhausting. Uh, it unsettles the ground. It softens by tearing up. When a field has uh, been plowed, it no longer appears the same. The hard surface has been broken to reveal the vulnerable but fertile womb of the earth. It is much easier to simply cast the seeds and hope for a harvest, but a far, but a good farmer, he says, knows that the ground needs cultivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he goes on. He says, "This is the work of witnessing in the 21st century." And uh, he closes this section. He says, "We need to focus on what uh, takes place bef- just before the parable of the sword begins. Our task is to communicate our faith." 
in the truths of our world in such a way as to disrupt our buffered and distracted culture. Mm. And so when I looked at that, I was like, man, you know, it is hard witnessing. It is. I mean, it is it is difficult reaching out because of the distraction in our world and the things that we have around it. But not only that, it takes work right. in the front end. You know, right. when you're looking at this, you, it, the, in order to get that good soil, it, things are going to be torn up. Things are going to be broken. Things are going to happen in, in life. And I just equate that with a, a person's life and, and how broken we are and how vulnerable we can be and, and so forth. But um, uh, but it needs to be done in order for the seed to penetrate. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. very good. Chantel, when you think about this thought of it taking time to reach people, mm-hmm. explain kind of some practical thoughts on that that you've seen in your life. Well, first thing I would say, yes, it may take time to reach people, but that does not mean we stop yeah, that's good. At trying to reach people. Right. A lot of people will, you know, often say, you know, well, I've been, you know, trying to witness or talk to so-and-so about the Lord for, you know, X number of weeks, months, years, and there's no fruit. So sometimes they will stop. No, that's the wrong kind of thinking to have in that we never know what God is doing in the heart of an individual. We never know what someone is truly at and what they're thinking. So we should always be actively pursuing someone for the kingdom of God. And I so I think that's probably one of the the things that we need to make sure we just make sure our mindset is right on that um, to continue to pursue them. But then also just practically, I think about being able to engage with our culture. I'm not, by no means am I saying that we become like the world because scripture does not advocate that. Um, However, I do think it's important that we be so intentional that we, that we're willing to, continue to cultivate the relationship and say, hey, let's meet on a regular basis. If it's through some sort of study, I'm not necessarily saying the study have to be maybe a book study or anything like that, but you're trying to build rapport. You're trying to establish um, a relationship with an individual to find out where they're at. And then in establishing that relationship, you begin to pour into them through scripture. You know, and how God sees them, how God views them, the sacrifice that Jesus made for him, for them on the cross and everything. And then extending that moment of salvation out to them um, and recognizing their sin. So I think just very practically, um, you know, I'm all about, you know, some girls. I'm like, let's go shopping in a minute. You know, (laughs) if we're shopping or if we're having coffee and we're talking about things, just talking about life to find out I have one young lady right now that I am talking with and just establishing that relationship with her. And now I'm not going to stay in that establishment mode forever. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm moving on because I really want to find out the heart of the matter, find out where their heart is at and find out their, where they are in their relationship with the Lord. So I think it's very important that we continue to go out, you know, reach, you know, meet people, um, and be willing to just really foster that relationship with them just from a practical standpoint. Yeah. You know, when I think about that statement of 
going like mm-hmm. going out and specifically continuing to work and the hard work that it is as you think about even asking this question about yeah. the good soul like i my grandfather has had a garden for years mm-hmm. and i've mm-hmm. been around him when he has done multiple different parts of what it takes mm-hmm. to get to the place where there is uh the fruits or yeah. you know the vegetables that come with when he does this garden and it's an active process yes it yeah. is like i mean i'm like Pa, how long have you been out here all yes. day today? Like from <laughs> the beginning of the day to the end of the evening. And I mean, he's continually mm-hmm. working on it. And there's yeah. different parts of that kind of uh, what it takes mm-hmm. to get the uh, vegetables, the potatoes or, or the okra or whatever it is yeah. to the place where it's ready to harvest. Yeah. And I think that goes right into what we're saying right here, yeah. the steps. But it's an active process. It is. And one thing I think about, even when it's harvest time, you know, you you mentioned, you know, farming and everything. And that put me in mind of my grandmother. And today is actually her birthday. She's having a heavenly (laughs) birthday today. She would have been 95. But um, I think about even in my summers growing up, oh, my, my cousin and I, four or five o'clock in the morning, grandma has, we are up, we are about to hit the field. But in that harvesting process, we harvest whatever they have planted for that year. But then we get back home four or five hours later, get cleaned up, have some breakfast. Then we're working under the carport for another four or five (laughs) hours, shucking peas, (laughs) whatever it may be, but it's still work. We don't stop in that. And that should be the same way when we're reaching out to others, we just don't stop, but it's a continuous yeah. process. I think sometimes people uh, stop or they don't want to get into it because they know how messy it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it can get messy. You know, people can walk out on you or people can say, I don't want to, you know, want you in my life or whatever it may be. But that doesn't negate the fact that we still can pray for them. Yeah. You know, we still can be actively engaged uh, whether it's in prayer or uh, meeting them physically mm-hmm. somewhere or calling them on the phone. And everybody's in different stages. Yeah. You know, I think we probably get so caught up sometime in we want to see the fruit. We want to see the fruit. We mm-hmm. want someone to come to Christ. But everybody's in a different place. And we have to be willing to continuously talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, you know, you may talk to for a month and they may come to Christ right then. Others, it may take years. Right. And you know what? That's okay Um, because at the end of the day, we have to make sure we're fulfilling that commission that Jesus has given us to go out and to reach, make disciples of all people. It reminds me of just story after story in the scriptures of Mm -hmm. just people that were faithful. And, you know, I hear stories as well of people in the world today Mm -hmm. where they came to Christ because of someone else's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the challenge yeah. as we kind of process and kind of shift a little bit from thinking about reaching, starting with us mm-hmm. and now turning. OK, once we've come to this place as a, a person that's bearing the name of Jesus, now who is it around us? Mm-hmm. Begin yeah. looking around you, begin yeah. taking a moment, using those eyes mm-hmm. of the eyes of the Lord and looking to see who's around you and see, be continue to be faithful mm-hmm. personally, but also now think about being faithful and having those conversations yeah. and asking and uh, loving the people around you. Yeah. So any last words for today? Oh, oh, I feel like all y'all look at me. You know, I know this is, you know, the A2 life, but you know, it's all good. <laughs>
Well, you guys, you guys make making me want some uh, good home cooking right now. <laughs> mashed potatoes, yes. gravy, fried like okra. all on the top, oh, like oh. running down. Man, I could eat fried okra like popcorn. Oh, me too. I love it. Not you? I love fried okra, okay. I, but I do try to do right though. Uh, look, fried do okra. Right. Give me some fried okra. <laughs> yeah, put the fried okra on the table. The right doing right goes out the door. So yeah. forget what the doctor said. So, all right, guys. Well, this has been fun, and we do encourage you all as we think about uh, this thought of reaching and begin asking yourself the question. And this is a question we've asked on this podcast many times: Who has God put in our path to reach? Mm-hmm. Uh, begin thinking about that process and that. And uh, seek the Lord for strength yeah. and power to be obedient in the areas of reaching the people around you. So, James, Chantel, thank you for this. And thank you all for listening and checking this podcast out today. We're thankful for you and praying for you and excited for more conversations in the days ahead. Thank you for listening and being a part of this podcast today with James Oney, the Minister of Education and Discipleship at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. Our desire through the A2 Life podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the Great Commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in Acts chapter 2. If you have more questions or desire to talk to someone more about making disciples and what that looks like here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, you can reach out to our church office, email one of us. We would love to have those conversations with you in the days ahead. We look forward to more of what God's going to do as we focus on a life centered in Acts chapter 2.